When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is July 2nd as we head into 4th of July weekend. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva herself, Issa. Just us tonight going into this holiday weekend, talking about SmackDown, the build for Money in the Bank, and uh, what a tease tonight, Roman Reigns. (laughs) I I hate when they do that, oh, he's going to be here, he's going to be nearby, and then by the end it's like, Roman sent a letter, a telegram wishing you well. Some of us wait all week for the moment that we get to see Roman. <laughs> a week. Uh, that's flex, though, man. He got off on the fourth weekend, though. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, and Alfred did, too. Apparently, everybody wants uh, to take Friday. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> where we stand in the card rankings of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. <laughs> Working on a holiday weekend. Uh, yeah. But, no, this was uh, – this flew by tonight. A little repetitive, as SmackDown has been as of late, but some very good things with the build towards Money in the Bank, starting with this promo from Edge, setting up a one-on-one match against Roman for the Universal Championship at Money in the Bank. And, uh, yeah, really intense promo, really good, talking about, you know, if he wins this, it'll be 10 years to the day when he uh, retired. Oh, he needs to stop that. Like, I know. He needs to, like, what is his gimmick, living in the past? You know, why can't he just say that he came back to prove that, that he still got it and he's going to prove just that? You know what I mean? Like this whole, yeah. like, I don't know. And, and another thing that, like, I like the promo. I always, I, like, Edge is so good on the mic, right? And his promos are so passionate. They're, the way that he just cuts his promo is amazing. But he also says, oh, Roman, I got your number. And I'm like, you never beaten him. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be saying that you got you got his phone number. Is that what you got? Because, you know, you have to beat him before you're sitting out there saying, I got your number. And he just, like, texts him, like, angry face emojis. Yeah. And, like, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> A sandwich, because he was a sandwich in that oh, pit at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, I'd forgotten about it, because I was like, wait, didn't they have them? I was like, oh, yes. The, like, yeah. the- uh, probably worst WWE t-shirt design in recent memory. So bad. Probably up there in the top 20 worst of all times along with that AJ Styles shirt from uh, TNA. Oh, the Jizz the shirt. <laughs> As it's affectionately known by the wrestling community. Um, so, yeah. You know, tonight, um, this was good. But here's how I kind of see the path, though, right? At Money in the Bank. Roman takes out Edge. At SummerSlam, he takes out Cena. At Survivor Series, perhaps he takes out Brock. And then at WrestleMania next year, hopefully The Rock. When does he get to Rollins? Because they're kind of building that up, too. At some point, he'll wrestle Rollins as well. Yeah, but that's nowhere near as big as these other ones. That's the problem. It's actually Rollins should be almost first in this order. If we're kind of going upwards in terms of, uh, you know, boss hierarchy. Like Rollins, because we know Rollins ain't winning. We know Edge ain't winning. Uh, Cena. It's going to be great to see Cena lose. And I know they're going to do it in a way that is going to just entertain everyone with Brock. People are going to go, oh, maybe ratings, yada, yada. And he beats Brock. But then The Rock, that's going to be the, well, he can't beat The Rock. And then he beats The Rock. And then he just ascends to the heavens. Because what else is there left to accomplish on this earth? Yeah. I mean, depending on the on the superstar shakeup or draft or whatever it is that we end up doing, we might get, like you said, a couple of fields that we know he's going to still win. But we might still get to see some fresh feuds. You know, there's a couple of faces on Raw that if they end up in the same brand as Roman Reigns, I think they could really have an interesting feud with Roman Reigns. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Roman had a great feud years ago. You know, it would be nice to see them run it back again now with these different characters. Um, But yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like, I I don't think that... I, I feel like out of everybody that there is right now, Edge is the person that you are most likely to believe has a chance against yeah. Roman Reigns. So this was the right call to bring Edge back right now. No, I think it's good. Yeah, I think with Rollins, though, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I think it'll be a great match. I think it'll be an entertaining feud. Um, I think they have a lot of history, which always makes yeah. for very good promos. Yeah. There's a lot they could talk about in reference to The Shield, you know, perhaps going back to their time in FCW together. Yeah. Be like, Roman, I knew you before you wore a vest. Yeah. 
that's a, that that would be a, an excellent um, way to start the field. Yeah, they, there's a lot they can do with that. But with Edge, I mean, this was intense. To your to your point, yeah, a little repetitive. Edge has kind of been cutting the same promo since he's been back. I feel like though, that's I mean, it's not the problem with the the performers. It's a problem with creative. Like, I'm trying to think of the best promo in recent memory where I really felt like there were fresh or new stakes or motivation or this well, is why was, I want to do this. It was a really good promo. Um promo segment between Kofi Kingston and MVP on Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold. And I thought it was very passionate and he, and he brought me back to the Kofi Mania days, you know, where you're like, hell yeah, Kofi, let's go. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Edge has that, the fact that it feels real, <clears throat> but he's not, um, sorry, he's not, I don't, I don't, I don't know that what he's saying makes any sense. And I really don't like this whole living in the past. Like, I feel like he just keeps making it about the past instead of just saying, listen, yes, I have to retire, but here I am back and let me start a whole new legacy. So like H 2.0, you know, <laughs> what they need, they need to borrow from Broadway and the musical genre. And they have a term. I don't know how, how big of a fan of Broadway musicals you are, but they call it the, I want song. And that's where the character explains their motivation. That's in Hamilton. My shot is the, I yes. want song yes. uh, somewhere over the rainbow in the wizard of Oz is an, I want song. Uh, you know, in uh, Dear Evan Hansen, Waving Through a Window. We need these promos to explain who I am, what I'm looking to accomplish, what my goals are, and here's how I'm going to get there. And yeah. when Edge goes out there and does that, this didn't feel like an I want song. It felt just sort of like, I'm here to make a statement. Could you imagine if you went to a Broadway musical and the characters I want song, and they're like, I'm here to make a statement. Well, why? To send a message to the locker room, to let them know what that they're on warning, they're on notice. Like, <laughs> these things all mean nothing. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. You know, I feel like I put people on notice seven days a week and it gets me nowhere in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That was a, that was an excellent comparison, Glenn. Yes. I'm just going to start tweeting at people and go, you're on notice. <laughs> I'm sending a message. <laughs> I'm tweeting Roman Reigns because he didn't show up tonight. I was looking yeah. for You're on you're notice, on notice. Buddy. You're on notice. <laughs> it's just, and that's the thing with Edge, like. But the delivery is there, right? He could just be reciting uh, uh, an Italian restaurant menu with that delivery and Cage would be like, oh, what intensity, you know? And he's just sitting there going, breadsticks. Do you Cheesy think? breadsticks. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember when I had the cheesiest breadsticks, they were pesto, they were incredible. And I think back to those breadsticks. And you know what? At Money in the Bank, toasty. Roman? <laughs> Money in the Bank, I'm going to go beyond those pesto breadsticks, perhaps with a side of ranch, because why not? Okay. And I'm gonna get cheese on my salad. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's the thing. It's like he's his cadence is great and his delivery is great, but what he's saying just kind of feels like, dude, this is the same script. Do you think that this is happening because he has no history with Roman, right? Because oh, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the edge that was cutting promos against Randy Orton, and that edge and the promos and the things that he was saying were amazing but he has such a long history with randy that he had where to feed from as to here he doesn't have any history with roman outside that of him winning the royal rumble in that um wrestlemania match so he yeah. has to resort to i retired 10 years ago and here i am now again you know but i just don't i, I i'm critical of everybody cutting the same promo we all are so i just feel like it feels like you're cutting the same promos when you won the rumble you didn't even need to cut those promos back then because you won the rumble you're automatically granted the match you know um, yeah. but yeah yeah <laughs> then the best part though the best part was when he made the argument that he had roman uh before daniel bryan before the interference when they went to the still shot of yeah. him with roman that was very good but the rest of this was just very flat for me yeah, he could have feel he could have picked a more flattering photo to show, but whatever. Does anyone look good? Like Roman the, always looks good. It's, uh, even well, that, that was a bad photo, but that was on purpose though. He wanted he didn't want to show you know like. I want to remind people how dashingly handsome Roman Reigns is. Beautiful. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so we went from this uh, this opening promo to Shinsuke. Pardon me, Kingsuke. Nakamura, Biggie, versus Shinsuke. Come on, yes, versus Baron Corbin and Apollo Cruz. Now, uh, the descent to Happy Corbin. We are on the pathway tonight, right? Look at his life. He's lost all this money. His Mercedes G wagon was repossessed during the match. Baron Corbin, 
is headed towards bottom, folks, and Happy Corbin will rise happy from the Happy Corbin ashes. is coming. Uh, listen, I, I, I thought that Baron Corbin did a good job at conveying that he was actually legitimately sad. He did a good acting job there when he was talking backstage and when he came out. He looked sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't buy him as a, as a face, and I really I feel like this is going towards a face Baron Corbin, and I don't think that I want to see it. Right, I feel like when I um, when I look at Baron Corbin, I always just see a heel. And tonight, I, I was like, they're gonna try to turn him baby face. Like, what are you gonna do with a baby face, Baron Corbin? Nobody's gonna like it. People want to boo this guy. Even even when he was sad, I'm like sitting here telling, like yelling, "Suck it up!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, he's, just, he's Baron Corbin. <laughs> I want to see a Riches to Rag story where he has to, you know, go get a part time job. Maybe, maybe get a side hustle, start supporting himself. You know, I want him to really Ooh, like. He used to play football. He could be like a high school football coach. That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. That's a good, good side hustle. Good gig. Yeah. For him. And I think it centers him. I think that's how you do it as a baby face, though, is that you have him just go down uh, yeah. this path. And I think, I think you could kind of do it. What I hope they don't do. Oh man, I hope they don't do so. He loses everything and he realizes it's not about material possessions. That's he's what's found his happen. inner I know and it's gonna be so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, I'd rather see him like not want to give up the rich life and like turn into a criminal and start like robbing banks just to like <laughs> make sure <laughs> just to make sure that he stays rich. <laughs> I think that would be a better story. <laughs> Telling you, you know, they have these job openings to write for WWE all the time. He said, you're not that far from Connecticut. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could take a train there. <laughs> Made an application, you know. And I would love to see that picture. Big. I think he needs to turn to a life of crime to keep his lifestyle. <laughs> and he'll, like, rob banks and become perhaps an international jewel thief and then also wrestle matches. And he's, like, robbing people backstage. Like, they had to start Ooh. locking the locker rooms because Baron Corbin is stealing wallets and, and stealing credit cards, stealing identities, going into the dark web. He's the one, like, selling information to the dirt sheets for money. That's oh my good. god! Good, and then oh, here's how he gets over. He confesses he stole Stokely Hathaway's CD player, <laughs> putting that mystery from the Indies to bed. I think I think you're onto something here, Issa. I think this is the key with Baron Corbin, uh, Bruce Vince. If you're watching this, uh, mail that check. Yes. You know, and we'll you don't even have to mail it. I have catch up. I have Venmo. Oh, that would be good. That would be really good. I really like that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean this match was nothing. I mean, it's a, it's a way to give us the same match that we've seen a million oh, times, but yeah. now they're like we're gonna put him in a tag team instead, you know, like so that way, like to try to match. I was like, at least Biggie pin um, Corbin, you know what I mean? Because I was like, if Shinsuke pins Corbin or Biggie pins Apollo, and we get the same combination of the pin, I was going to be upset. So at least they they kind of switched that up a little bit. Yeah, um, Rick Boogs would have been the most over wrestler in the world in like 1988. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. The, it's a good when they said it was a tag team match, I thought he was gonna um team up with Shinsuke for a second. Did you did you think the same thing? I wasn't paying too much attention, so it's a like tag team match, and I see Rick Booth there, and I'm like, are they actually going to like team? They up? should. I know, uh, but that's got to be a sweet gig, though, right? You go out there, you're the hype man, and you gotta yeah. take bumps. Like you're just you're just swinging, baby. You know. Yeah. Gotta yeah, be good. somebody has to make sure that crown is safe while Shinsuke wrestles, you know? He can he's be like the be bodyguard st- of the crown. In two weeks, he is going to be so over with those live crowds. Ooh, I know. As soon as they see him, he's going to get such a pop. I hope. Oh, absolutely. I, I hope cannot so. wait to see who's over and who's not and what the crowds are feeling and what they're not feeling. You know what I mean? Because right now, we're so blinded to what people are feeling out there. Yeah. Um, so Biggie and Shinsuke won that match. We had Bailey come out and cut a promo uh, face off with Bianca money in the bank. They're going for the championship and it's going to be an I quit match. Now, did they make it seem, did they officially do this? Bailey made it seem like this was almost a loser leaves town. Right. That's how or, I felt. But or they title versus it. career. You know. No, they didn't make it that. The, the graphic just said it was going to be an I quit match. Yeah. And I have such mixed feelings about this because after seeing them in Hell in a Cell, take my money for this match, right? I just don't know that I was um, a lot into the promos that were cut, you know? 
Um, but I love the confidence in Bailey. I was like, when she said, like, I, I'm, you're never going to make me say those words, you know. Um, I'm glad that Bianca didn't cut the, the <coughs> excuse me, the bully promo again because oh, that yeah. drove me crazy. Um, Bianca seemed very confident tonight. She came out looking good. But um, what well, I, I cannot wait to see the match, but it also goes to show you how thin the women's division is. And we'll talk about, you know, later what happened and they're adding people. But... We're getting the exact same matches at Money in the Bank for the women's titles. And that, to me, just goes to show you they're not really trying to do much here with this with this women's division right now. Yeah. So it's good, though. It was better than just the laughter promos. There were stakes. There was, there was good... still some laughter, though. There was still some laughter. Well, always some laughter. Always the only joy. thing that I didn't connect with here, and I love both of these women, and I love the feud. I think they're going to kill it, honestly. But I didn't like that Bianca was talking about, oh, you can't get in my head, but I challenge you to when I quit match so you can get out of my head. She literally said that. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, and also... Um, she was talking about having Bailey's number. Again, I don't know that was a thing tonight or something, but Bailey did pin her last week. So it didn't feel very, uh, I don't know, you know, like there was no continuity to what happened last week. Mm. Maybe it was because it was a tag team match. Bianca might not, ah. you know, count it as a victory for Bailey, but Bailey pinned her. I would think Bailey would do very well to move to Raw. I'd be bummed because I'm not watching Raw, but I think <sighs> that. It would be good to see her get some new opponents. I feel like SmackDown's women's division has gotten very repetitive. And we'll talk uh, a bit more about that. Because they don't have anybody there to do anything. They have to mix things up. Yeah, they, they, this draft is needed. Yeah. I just don't want them to be unusual until they do the draft either. You just mix things up. We don't have to see the same things, you know? And Sasha's presence is very felt. Yeah. Or, or like the lack of Sasha. The lack of Sasha yeah. is is incredible. Like she yeah. she's leaving a hole in 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 this women's division big time. Chocobo, when she comes back, it's gonna be awesome. She's gonna get a huge pop. Yeah, um, we got this last man standing match, Money in the Bank qualifier, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Okay, I'm a huge mark for these guys, but I do have to admit, like maybe we could have had a longer break between seeing them again it was good and the, the spot that great spots great intensity loved ko getting the win but i have to admit that um these guys always go out there and you kill it like over it <laughs> we've just seen it a lot though you know what i mean are you sad because sammy lost is that what's going on here i'm, I'm a little i'm having trouble accepting yeah it. i thought so i you thought know, so it's okay one. buddy it's okay <laughs> i um i i have mixed feelings about this too because as much as i'm tired of seeing them wrestle, I thought this was so good. I thought this was one of the best matches we've seen in SmackDown in a while. You know, it was very good. No, it was Probably, a very good match. Yeah. Just the freshness and, of it. Yeah, and and that's the thing with them. It was like you you know you're seeing them wrestle, so it gets like tiring, but they still make it feel fresh. Now, if this doesn't end this field, I don't know what does because this should be how you like this was attempted murder. We were talking about Baron Corbin choosing a life of crime. Kevin Owens shows violence tonight. Oh yes. <laughs> and like like I, I don't know how he got how how he got up from that double table spot. The double table spot was fantastic. The end yeah, of this they, was they did really that double good. table spot at uh, Royal Rumble, he had a, I think it was an equip match. No, I'm last man standing with Dean Ambrose. They did that exact same spot. I, I'm glad he he went back to it. You know what it's like? This this is a very Sami Zayn reference. I don't know if you're gonna you're gonna get oh, this. No. Have you have you seen a lot of Albert Brooks movies? No. Oh, see, Albert Brooks, modern romance, all time classic. Lost in America, perhaps one of the, the greatest films. Defending Your Life, easily in my top five movies of all time. But then he made Mother with Debbie Reynolds. Then he made The Muse with Sharon Stone. Then he made Looking for Comedy in the Muslim World in 2005. And Defending Your Life like kind of peaked. And before that, I was like, okay, this is kind of the same shtick. It's kind of the same thing. And I really like you, Albert Brooks, but you could change it up a little bit more. I feel like you're always playing yourself, you right. know, in these things. And I think with Sammy and Kevin, like, they can have the best match. It was great when they were partners when they teamed up because you had that history and you had right. that turn and it was nice seeing it flip this time with ko but we've we've seen that though this wasn't the first yeah. time where ko was the baby face so they're letting them go out there and do these exhibitions and these guys have wrestled each other probably cumulatively thousands of hours in their mm -hmm. lifetime these guys have spent a ring together but i feel that like the last man stadium match was good it was definitely brutal it definitely went on for quite some time there were some good spots but i'd say that in the hierarchy of all their matches it was not their best in fact their best 
might have been. Didn't they have a ladder match against each other? I think yes. they had a one on one a while back. Ladder. That might have been their best one. They did yeah, one ladder oh match. God, they've really done everything. That. They've done. And everything. that's the thing. You know, you do it, and you just keep sort of riding and rolling with it, and uh, it's hard to make it feel fresh and new. Right. And another thing here is that I almost wish they would have had them qualify against different people because it would have yeah. been fun to see them both in the match. I think that Sammy, um, Sammy saying with the briefcase would have been hilarious. I also think Kevin Owens with the briefcase can do a lot. I did think, though, whoever won this qualifying match was going to be a game changer for the ladder match because I was like, this is a top contender. Whether it's Sammy, whether it's KO, this is a top contender that I would like to see with the briefcase. And I feel that that match almost needs Sammy. Sammy brings yeah. so much to multi-man stories. He's very good with ladder matches, too. Remember when he had that, was it with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles, the Intercontinental title mm -hmm. match? When he came back, that match was incredible. And he's so good in, he's so good in ladder matches. That's it. <laughs> but even with the promos, there's so much he could do in trying to form yeah. alliances and trying to do, like, different angles with it. I don't know. I feel that... I'm glad to see Kevin Owens get this opportunity, but I feel like the storyline will be less exciting for Sami Zayn not being in it. You know what? What's going to happen, Glenn? It's going to be that when, when KO is climbing the ladder, all beat oh, up, yeah. Sami Zayn is going to come down and tip it and cost him the briefcase so they continue the feud for another three years. Yeah. <laughs> they should pair up again, man. Like that was. I would love to see them have a tag team run. I know. They were so good together in that feud yeah. against Shane and uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So good in that. Um, so, okay, so uh, we had the tease tonight, and then they delivered on it quickly about another competitor in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, a returning Zelina Vega coming wow. back to the WWE. It was rumored. It was weird. There were rumors like a month ago, and then it kind of yeah. quieted down, and then today, like, nope, she's back. Yeah, Um this this was a mess, right? Because I feel like I was so happy to see her back. Um, it's weird because of what happened with Alistair Black. You know what I mean? Like the whole yes. thing is weird. But she came right back and she she didn't lose it. I loved her promo where she was like, it is your honor to announce me. Um, I thought it made sense because there's nobody on SmackDown and we know it. Um, you know, because I didn't think it made sense that she announced Carmella last week. But now that Bailey's in a title you know, match, I get it because she said it was according to like accolades. And I'm like, nobody has more accolades than Bailey in SmackDown Women's Division. So she should yeah. name Bailey. Um, that being said, it just feels like, okay, so she's back and she's automatically in the match, but you may live prove herself last week. We all know Liv is going to end up in the match, probably. You know what I mean? But it was, it was weird, but I'm just, I'm happy to see her back. The Women's Division need more women right now. So yes. I'm not going to complain about this. We need fresh matches and we need, um, new faces and good. I mean, look, Zelina versus Liv, love both of them. Great to see them have a match, but I do not think it was the right call to have. Why Zelina. would she lose her first match back? Like, and that's where it's like, are they? Is there something? Else? Is this punishment, and of some sort, or some weird flex? Like you're back, and now like who's in control? You know what I mean? Like it seems kind of you strange. Yeah, you didn't even have to have the match. You didn't have to have the match with her return. I felt like that would have been a big deal enough. Oh, yeah. The end of the segment, you go backstage and Liv stops Sonia and complains about it. And Sonia says, well, go prove yourself again against Carmella. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know we've seen it. Like, you run so many matches so many times. But then you do this first time ever out of the blue and you and you have it end that way. It was. No, it, it didn't make sense. They stepped on their own pop because yeah. everybody was talking about Zelina being back. Everyone was talking about that promo, and then it was like everyone's talking about the fact that Zelina lost to Liv Morgan again. Love Liv Morgan, but come on, me too. Me too. And that, there's on. no reason why both of them cannot be pushed. You, they, this was like the whole. It was a horrible decision, and I wouldn't know giving you Zelina's first match out of the blue already. Like nobody was expecting her to come back, and you already have her in the ring. Save her for next week. At least announce it for next week, and like sit down and think about it <laughs> before you book the finish. You know, I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't think that Selena should have wrestled tonight, nor did I think she should have lost that match. If you're trying to do a push for Liv Morgan as well, then have her pin Carmella. Like, do you yeah. do it every week. I'm not going to stop saying that. You run the same matches week after week after week, and you can give up Carmella and Liv again just for the sakes of keeping Selena protected. I'm trying to think, when's the last time a talent returned 
and lost their return match, maybe outside of Kurt Hawkins. When's the last time? No, but seriously, like when Jinder came back, you know what I mean? Like they've had talent before that has yeah. been released and then brought back. They, I feel like they always win. I feel like it's not this. This was a weird start in the history of WWE. It's probably the last. If we if we really go back and try to think about it, it was probably a woman. Probably. <laughs> no offense, but they don't treat yeah. the women's return the same way they treat the men's. Clearly, there is there is no way um, that they would have done that to you know to a guy returning. And this infinitely makes her more interesting because she she left a couple months ago over the the streaming rights. She had the tweet about I support unions uh, in wrestling. Um, her coming back, it's kind of buzzy. What's going on there? You know, and even though it was it was leaked uh, with the rumor mill a couple weeks ago, like this was a big return. And then it makes you wonder, okay, you know, again, not to to uh, speak to her personal relationship, but what does this mean about Aleister Black right. uh, and his status? Like, there's there's so much speculation in this. And with Zelina, you have to think because she was. Andrade's manager for like 99% of her time in WWE and Andrade's now with AEW. What does yeah. this mean for her as now a performer and competitor and her ability to cut her own promos? Like there's so much you could talk about and think about and fantasy book and speculate on. And they just, they killed it. They just put the fire out immediately by having her lose this match. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I feel bad for AW fans because Andrade has been teasing a surprise. And I think a lot of people were hoping to see, you know, Selena back together with him in AEW. I I think the women's division needs her. I just think that tonight was just the wrong decision. It was the wrong decision. And, and she was like, she was so perfect in her promo and it should have ended there. And you, you could have done just something a little bit differently with how to get Liv to prove herself. Alonzo is saying Mickey James to Asuka take over Toronto, but didn't Mickey wrestle a match before that when she returned or did she just returning immediately go for the title? I can't remember. I can't remember if she came back to the main roster first and then went to take over. Did she go to take over before she came she back? She went to NXT first, I think, right, and then went right. to the main roster. But still, okay, at a pay-per-view though, at least you're getting like a right. real, like this was a nothing match against Liv Morgan. She should have not wrestled tonight. And and Mickey James losing to Asuka is... <laughs> I mean, at that the time, Asuka. That Asuka yeah, was that, I mean, like, yeah, uh, Terry Allen Jr., 520, uh, saying MVP had a losing streak in 2008, no bonus tunnel was taken. Similar story to Baron. I don't remember that story. I'm gonna have to go back and look into it. We'll see what they're going to do with Baron. It was just, um, I don't know, I just don't want to see him as a baby face, and that's where I feel like they're going with it. Well, Sean Howe saying it's a pattern. Liv's going to fight the next woman announced next week. But the Liv Morgan storyline should not. I mean, is that the most important story that's going on here? Like Zelina's return. I don't know. I feel like like work around that. Have well, that's Liv what I'm saying. You could you could just have both of them. Both of them could yeah. be your story. You know what I mean? Because both of them will feel like uh, rifle winners for the briefcase. So why not try to push both of them instead of having one beat the other? Like I, I would, I, I also would not like to see Selena beat Liv because you've been building her up. That match should have just not happened. You booked yourself into a weird corner with that one. I'm gonna call it based on this. I could see Liv winning the women's Money in the Bank. Like maybe they're finally pulling the trigger on her. You think so? Then well, why else, have Selena come back and put her in the briefcase? Like oh, I don't know. Because we're because, and again. Since, since she was wrestling under her own name in NXT, huge fan of Liv's, but they've so done nothing with her. Like, yeah. like so many false starts and finishes, and you could tell that they like her, and she's got a lot of talent. She's got a great look. She's good in the ring. Um, but this, I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like to me, this seems like, okay, there, there's got to be a reason why they gave her the win over Zelina tonight. Yeah. I, I thought they were possibly building her for like a title feud because who is who is Bianca going to feud with after Bailey? Hopefully a returning Sasha because it's SummerSlam. Like they have to build yeah. SummerSlam and they're trying to say SummerSlam is supposed to be a big deal. I think Sasha and Bianca 2.0 at SummerSlam will be amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe you might be onto something. Maybe Liv is winning the briefcase. It will be nice to see it go to someone that you know, that, that, that deserves it the way that Liv does. But then again, why bring Selena into this role? I know that that's what I can't understand, but I'm telling you Liv, even though she's been doing this longer than Bianca Liv versus Bianca, like, no, like Liv's not winning that, but there's something about the briefcase. 
There's something about the briefcase and being an opportunist, being an upstart, timing it as another level of strategy we'll live with the briefcase is super credible because that gives her a chance. I don't know. I don't know that she would win though. Like, I don't know if she's ready to work at that level. I would like for the briefcase to go to a woman that hasn't won the title yet. Um, yeah. So, you know, live Selena because like Naomi, Asuka, um, Alexa, have all had their moment. Nikki's another one that hasn't won the title. I would like to see the women's briefcase go to somebody that could that could feel like when Bianca won the money in the bed. Like I'm sorry, when Bianca won the Royal Rumble, like a big opportunity was just created. That's what I want this briefcase to feel like. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Fair saying, uh, you can't have it both ways. The story was you were bringing in all these people and overlooking me live. I'm going to beat them, prove myself and maybe money in the bank. I mean, maybe that's the bigger story. And if that's the case, I feel bad that Zelina was brought back to just sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, and that's the worst thing you can do when there's excitement about somebody coming back. Um, I just hate that. I don't know. And I think yeah. it's a slap in the face to things fans get genuinely excited over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's kind of like, did you watch WandaVision? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. But you was... can go ahead. I'm sure everybody, I'm sure people. Okay. Spoilers. There was a big thing when they brought in Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the Fox movies, mm -hmm. who returned in WandaVision as recasting Quick the role of Quicksilver as Scarlet Witch's brother, fans lost their shit because they're like, is Marvel acknowledging the multiverse? Are we going to see now Fox characters coming back? Is Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine? And then Marvel was like, no, that was just a fun little casting thing we did, but he really was just this guy that they tricked into thinking it was her brother. It's sort of like that. So it's like with Zelina. It's like, oh, Zelina's back. There's going to be this big bush in this big program. No, we just thought it'd be fun to bring her back and, you know, maybe have her wrestle some yeah. enhancement matches. That's what I'm saying. Like fans get excited about stuff. You got to, and this isn't something unlike movies and TV and things you shoot. This is on the fly. If I were them backstage, if I were Bruce and looking at social media and someone tell me what's going on, I'd be like, you know, maybe we should call an audible and have Zelina win this. Cause I think like this is trending. People are excited yeah, about it. Especially because a lot of people speculated about why Selena left the way that she left yeah. and her coming back to kind of like being slapped around. Are you yeah. okay? I'm okay. I, my, my coaster stuck to the bottom of my cup and then <laughs> fell off my cup um it just doesn't feel something just didn't feel right here i feel like both women could get a push but i like what antoine had to say where it's like live current storyline is just stop overlooking me i'm right here i'm i'm your girl because you have to rebuild live after the riot squad i just don't think that the two of them should wrestle each other yeah so that's our uh soapbox tonight on how WWE is just oh, so it's just an it's just aggravating because like it feels like you took a step forward for the women's division bringing Selena back a new face only to have her lose so you think Seth pre-taped this uh backstage with Adam and Sonia uh most likely, most likely. yeah if he beats Cesaro the... next week he gets a spot in the men's money in the bank ladder match that's it. I, I have like this theory that everybody that was missing in AEW and WWE this week are all in Hawaii celebrating the wedding. See, there you go. But I would assume Bailey was there because Bailey's good friends with both of them. She was responsible and flew back. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a short flight from Hawaii no, to Florida. No. That, that's Maybe bit. it was in Florida and I'm assuming Hawaii because the picture just looks um, so pretty. It was a tropical place. So but they it love, can't be Florida. They love Hawaii. Like, if you go through their polls and they got engaged there and all that. So I just assume. Okay, I don't know where they got married. It could be anywhere. You know, I was watching Predators last night, the third Predator movie, yes. which I'd never seen before. And they shot that half in Hawaii and half in Austin, Texas. And they got it to match. Yes. Uh Fast and the Furious 5. I think Fast 5 was filming Puerto Rico, but they pretended it was Brazil. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Know <laughs> you know, I had not seen the third Predator film until last night. It came out 11 years I'm, ago. I'm very disappointed in you. I think it's my favorite I of the series. I, I think it's the best. It. I think it is the best film in the Predators. I think it is better than the Really? Original. Yes. You have better than the first one? We watched the first one before that, and it just okay. hasn't aged that well. It's kind of hokey. Right. The last half is very long when it's just Arnold versus the Predator. Yes. Yes. But yeah. in this one, I thought Adrian Brody was great. I liked Alicia Braga. You uh, can't judge it on how it is. You have to judge it on how you felt back when you well, watched it for the first time. Well, but this was interesting because Predators came out in 2010. So this is an 11 years old, old movie right. that I'm watching now. And I was like, this actually feels really 
current, current. really cool, good yeah. twists, good, uh, interesting storyline. I thought the premise was really good. If you haven't seen Predators from 2010, I heard the 2018 movie from a couple of years ago sucked. But, I didn't uh, like it. I didn't like it. But Predators was solid. And I watched it because uh, the director, Nimrod Antle, uh, directed Metallica's Through the Never, which for some reason we watched the concert movie we watched on Netflix like a weekend ago. And we were like, I'm not even the biggest Metallica fan, but like, this is a beautiful looking movie. Like it just looks so cool. I was like, what else is this guy done? I was like, oh, he did Predators. I never saw that. <laughs> it was good. But yes, yeah, so they could be in Hawaii. They could be in Florida. They could be in Austin, Texas. Who knows? But no, the wedding photos did look very pretty. Yeah. Uh, so... Before we get back on, have you watched anything good lately? What, what, are you, what are your recommendations? Oh my God, I don't have any recommendations. You know what I watch and it's such trash? I watched Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, like the second season. And it's it's a horrible show and I don't suggest anybody watches it. What is Too Hot to Handle about? It's a show where they put a bunch of like good looking people in an island, but they're not allowed to touch, kiss, have sex or do anything. And they every time they like have any kind of like interaction, they lose prize, they lose money from the prize fund. So it's it's ridiculous is what it is. Sometimes I like trash television, okay? And that is a prime example of it. I'm I actually think this sounds fascinating. It sounds like Temptation Island without the infidelity without the temptation yeah like yeah. you can like you're you've been tempted but you can't really do it so it's like it was it was exciting i also liked um the circle too. the circle is pretty good it's a good social good. experiment and and every time it's a freaking catfish that wins at all which to me drives me crazy you should watch that one i think you will be you will find that interesting i need to watch some, so we're gonna watch fear street part one tonight okay which they beat on have you heard about this yes yeah, so if the first one comes out this week, then one next week, and then one the week after. I'm excited about that. We're going to watch that. But no, we got to do some. And I queued up uh, the documentary you mentioned the other night about Psycho. <gasps> yeah, we have not watched it yet, but it's on my watch list now. I'm so so we're going to get there. We're gonna Let get me know there. when you watch it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jackson Darkness Gaming, $5, saying Red Ringside News the other day says Joe's role in his NXT role will have him wrestle very soon. And Sonya, too. Is I would love to see Sonya develop. Me, too. Me, too. I was just um, reviewing back to where we were at last summer, Simon. It's when she had that match with, with Mandy. And I love that feud. I thought Sonya was on fire for that feud. I would love to see her come back. And, and, and yeah, Samoa Joe needs to come back. Otherwise, it's just a big tease every Tuesday. Yes, I agree. Uh, Serge McTavish, two pounds. I don't, so I have to, do I have to read this? Otis is the doppelganger of Chubby from Teen Wolf. That was the character that, and that's bad when the character's name is Chubby. And with Otis, you know, if Vince thought he could get away with that, like that would be Otis's name. He, they're just trying to make him look like Shad Gable. <laughs> that's no, that's what it is because he's part of the Gable like academy. Didn't you look at that, like how similar their hairs and like. I don't know. It sounds like a single why. white female sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally that would, the same. That, that would be, be a the story. great gimmick. That would be a great gimmick. Oh my God. Like if Chad was like, Otis, man, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, we don't <laughs> have to have the same haircut. It's cool. And he just starts like buying like matching gear and like copying gate. Oh, that would be solid. Same car. Yeah. Everything. everything. Moving to the same apartment complex. Like, oh my God, it would be amazing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we're booking some great storylines in this show. I know. I feel like uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, better talk about this than Otis versus Angelo Dawkins tonight with Otis getting that win. Um, what else can we say? I just like that? listen. I I feel a little bit more invested, but not. I don't, I can't look at him. I can't look at him. It bothers me. It bothers me. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to be that mean, but it just bothers me. I, it feels like somebody took over. Like, like okay, you know the movie. Well, not, look, you uh, you're getting to me because now I'm referring movies. But what was that movie where you had like a like a double person? The scary movie, Us. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's like um, Otis Basement person wrestling for him right now, and not him. <laughs> subterranean doppelganger yes <laughs> i got in an argument with this with my wife because she was like i think i just looks better now and i was like you are i was like please don't talk to me about how attractive i am in the future because now i'm seriously questioning your judgment and taste you said that he looks better yeah and i was like really i was like oh i do not God. think this is complimenting no. 
No, I, I I do think he has like a darker vibe to him. The way that he oh no, his style. Sure, but I can't. Absolutely. I can't look at him. And listen, I'm a Yankees fan. Yankees are infamous for making people clean cut, shave their faces. But this is not it. Like I usually am all pro this, but this is not it. And it I think here's me. the thing. Look, I'm not. I mean. I think in professional wrestling, you can have any body type. Um, you can dress in any style, but I almost think it's pass fail as to whether the complete package works or not. Right. Right. And I think that if you look at what he was doing before the complete package of it worked, yes, it was a little bit caricature, but I think that it was a, a very well-presented version that was able to connect and get over. I didn't like a lot of the jokes they made at his expense especially right. the money bank storyline, but I thought that his look was not the issue. And right. I just think with this, it's just not as flattering. And I say that as a larger guy, like there's some stuff, I mean, before I had a beard, there's like some clothes that I own. Like I look to people in my life. I look to my wife and people to tell me like, no, you might not want to go with that. You know, either something's too baggy, it's too form fitting. We all have to find what works for us. And I just think that for him, I think losing the facial hair is a mistake. I think that he needs to reinvent his character to be the best version or a bet or a better version of himself to put yeah. out on television yeah and presentation is everything and yeah it has uh, nothing to do with losing weight it's right, all in right. his presentation no it doesn't like i i am like there's so many wrestlers that are like kevin o look at kevin owens <laughs> you know what i mean you don't you don't feel like oh kevin owens need to go and have you know weight, lose yes. weight alonzo smith saying if glenn cut his hair and shaved his beard you look just like ours. i would look like a big fat baby if i <laughs> shaved my beard and cut my hair too short we were going through Peacock choosing avatars, and my wife insisted that we choose the avatars that looked the most like us of the Peacock ones, and I had to choose the boss baby because that's the one that looked the most like me on the Peacock options. Uh, I have nothing to say. What's your Peacock avatar? Roman? It's, it's Roman. <laughs> but the name is Tribal Queen. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. That's good. It's good. Uh, Antoine Fair saying off subject. Did you see the Roman interview I sent you on Twitter? I don't know if I did see that. Antoine, if you could bump that back up, I will watch that later tonight. Just uh, reply to it. So I will see it. Um, Jackson saying, yo, Issa, feel better, homie. How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Thank you. You know, I, I got a cold and it all started on the last podcast with this. Remember how I had a cough? I thought it was like my throat was dry from talking. But then after that, the last two days, I've been like bed bound. Two days, the better day. Just sitting there watching Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know how to act. I haven't had a cold in so long. And I feel it's because I'm leaving my house more now because, you know, I'm vaccinated. Yay. But yeah. here also the weather has been insane. Like we just had a heat wave. So I was going from like 100 degrees to like the AC. You know how that is. And then oh, today yes. it was storming. So I'm blaming. I'm going to blame this cold. It's just like a head cold and it's just like the weather. But yeah, I took a big swig of Dayquil before so that I could. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Is it the good stuff? Like the behind the counter Dayquil, not that over the counter shit? <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Antoine Fair, $2 saying, Otis has a Vader vibe now, but Vader had the mask. The mask really helped. Don't put him in a mask. Don't, don't put I'm him not saying, don't, but I'm saying like Vader though, if Vader without the mask, yes, there is a similar vibe, but that's not how Vader was presented. I don't know. I, I, I think that he's trying to look like Chad Gable. So that's just my uh, but, Okay. So single white female storyline. That's where they need to go. That's what they yeah. need to make happen. 1000%. I agree. Uh, so we had the, the main event segment tonight. Again, this was an interesting pacing. I mean, obviously they're really, 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 really building up edge versus Roman in uh, just a, a week from Sunday at money in the bank. Um, so we had edge out there and then we had uh Jimmy Uso come out and uh, yeah. uh, Jimmy Uso out there. And uh, yeah, they, they had a confrontation. Pardon me. Jimmy was out first, then edge. They had a confrontation. Um, and then we went off the air with uh, Jimmy attacking edge, but then edge submitting Jimmy to end the show. Yeah. Um, I like I like that promo that edge cut with Jimmy right then and there, you know, when he was like, you know, this is a trap, but it's a trap for you. Like, I actually kind of like enjoyed the interaction between him and Jimmy. Where in the world is Jey Uso? Yeah. 
Yeah. I am. I cannot wait for them to resolve that. I'm like, I'm very curious to know where Jay has been. Um, I, I, I thought Roman was going to come out at some point, but it's just because I wait well, I mean, long why to we're see tuning Roman. In. Yeah, I exactly. But um, I, I want to know what role like Paul Heyman was playing here to kind of like coach around Jimmy. I guess he didn't lie to him, technically speaking, right? Because he just said, go oh, yeah. in the main event. And Jimmy did just that. But um, yeah, I mean, Edge is extremely angry, but I don't know. I, I don't know why. Listen, it's, I guess it's just two weeks in a row of Edge standing tall over them. Yeah. And that, that makes me worry for Edge well-being next week. <laughs> and maybe Roman was there in a spiritual sense. You know, if you believe in Roman and accept him as your tribal chief, mm-hmm. he is with you at all times. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up and I wake up in the morning and I acknowledge him. First thing. <laughs> so do you think Paul Heyman knows what the word yeet means? <laughs> Oh my god, I can't believe it. Yes, 1,000%. Paul Heyman is a very hip man. I was like, uh, you need to put the word yeet on your shirt. Big yeet? <laughs> I had to Google it, I admit. Because I'm old. You didn't know? I, I, how was I going to know what yeet? I mean, like... You obviously haven't been listening to the music recommendations. We and and you know, I just finally after that uh, country episode of This Is Pop, I finally listened to Old Town Road like a week ago for the first time. The song's like two years old, and I was like, "Oh, this is good. I understand why the kids like it." You You just listened to it. Just listened to it. Oh man. Okay. I'm behind on some current trends. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Movies and TV. I watch a lot of new ones, but with music, you know, I've it's weird how I discover things now that I mean. (laughs) In my middle ages. Um, so is the Yeet, it's just like a like his own personal hoodie, right? This is not merch. I mean, day one-ish started as their own personal thing, right? And then became, I mean, yeah, I but feel you like... Can, they, there's no way they can um, trademark Yeet. Like, that's, that's like, a, like a slang word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not going to... One own Yeet. Yes. Regardless, I, I, I thought that... I don't know. I like Jimmy also been going from zero to so pumped up to being towards Roman with Jay missing. I'm still very curious about what's going on there. And again, Edge standing tall two weeks in a row. Like you said, they're really trying to build this match and make Edge look like a credible contender for Roman Reigns. And they're doing that. Maybe Jimmy versus Edge will happen next Friday. I mean, we know how it's going to play out. If that were at the pay-per-view, I'd be like, who's going to (laughs) win? Right. Well, Edge had to wrestle Jay, remember, yeah. on yeah, an yeah, episode yeah. of SmackDown. Um, yeah, I would like to see that. I want, like, the whole point of seeing Edge return. And I know you don't want to use him every week, and he doesn't have that kind of contract. But I love seeing Edge wrestle the newer talent that we haven't seen him go against. So I'm not gonna be mad about him wrestling um, Jim Huso. Yeah. So it was a good episode. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. A little repetitive in parts. The Zelina thing. We have Shinsuke and Baron Corbin are having a qualifying match next week. <laughs> I'm here for Baron Corbin hitting bottom. I'm here for him becoming a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see that happen now. Um, Antoine, $10. Thank you, Antoine, saying Edge's story to this makes no sense. You're mad that you had Roman beat, but Daniel cost you, so you come back, and you're mad at Roman and his family. Yeet means throw Glenn, like, get out of here. Yes, I Googled it. I know what yeet means now. <laughs> I understand. I just had to make sure that, you know, I was understanding it properly because uh, I'm, I'm hip with the kids and their slang. Yeah, I'm with Antoine on this. Like, I, I, I thought that too when he came out. I was like, "Why are you so mad about? Like, you, you, you lost your match." I still think that he would have made a better argument saying, "I never got my one-on-one for yeah. the Royal Rumble." Like, that's a better argument. But again, I have a theory that it's just like he doesn't have a lot of room to to play with. And somebody in the chat mentioned, I think it might have been Alonso. I can't remember earlier that Edge eliminated Roman at the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah. So, um, so that that's also something cool to bring up that he never talks about. You know, I don't know. I just like so you sat inside a cave for the last three months, like sulking in a corner. Yeah. Okay. Okay, buddy. You know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. He's very um, unstable mentally. I'm worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think new- he comes off a little bit unstable? Like. I think most of the roster comes across. Most of the roster seems like they could use some therapy. No, no, just Edge. Just Edge. Everybody else is perfectly fine. 
I would like to see Otis in therapy. Oh God, no! It's gonna it, it will it will turn into a mess. I, I, I no, you know what? Baron Corbin might need some therapy too. <sighs> Baron Corbin has so much potential. Maybe, so much maybe potential. they offer therapy in prison after he gets caught robbing banks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. From your lips to God's ears, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna cut the clip and tweet it just to put it out there to give him the idea. You know. I, I think it's good. I think it's a, it's a solid <laughs> way to go. Something. Uh, and I think that's the thing. I mean, so yeah, it's like as people that watch a lot of movies and TV and see a lot of other media, there's so much fresh and original storytelling going on right now. And the WWE is just like, no, nah, we're good. I'm here to send a message to put the locker room on warning. You're on notice. You're on, you're on notice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, and I, and I have a bad feeling that, Everybody's saying they're saving it for the crowds, right? That's the new big thing. Yeah, but, and, and, but every month we find a new excuse for what they're saving it to. You know, like, I think once the crowd comes back, they're going to be like, well, they're saving it for SummerSlam. And then they're going to save it for Saudi Arabia. And then they're going to send it for, for you know, like, so they're going to be saving it for something every month. Yeah, they're like Nathan Detroit stringing along Adelaide and guys and dolls. Like, next year, baby, we'll get married then. Just wait. Wait till, <laughs> I, wait till my big ship comes in. I get that big payoff. Then we'll get married. You'll see. <laughs> Damn. Yes. <laughs> the only cool. wrestling podcast with a guys and dolls reference. Yeah. Pro- probably in the 2020s. <laughs> this is why I look forward to this every week. Yes. Uh, okay. So, on that note, everybody, have a great <laughs> holiday weekend. Monday Night the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Are you going to do any fireworks? Any grilling? N- no. You know, and we got really into barbecue uh, two years ago. Yeah. And it really was just eating burnt food all the time. It was eating like burnt vegan food all the time because I would go yeah. out and grill stuff and it would just end up burnt. Oh, well, you, you're supposed to go to somebody else's. <laughs> I know. And then I have things I don't want the vegan <laughs> stuff cooked on the same grill with the meat. And it's a whole thing. And, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can but see let that. me tell you, it's pretzel bun summer here in the Rubenstein household. We just discovered the pretzel bun like pretzel a week ago. Pretzel bun is salty dogs. I like your yeah, summer. So now, it's like lit. We're just eating everything on pretzel buns. Vegan burgers, pretzel bun. Vegan bratwurst, pretzel bun. I don't like pretzels or pretzel buns, but I, I will tell you one thing. Yeah. It was the it was one of the words that I had the biggest struggle pronouncing when I first learned English. Pretzel. Interesting. Pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pretzel bun is good, but it really, you have to change your sauce game. You do need something like a little horseradishy or a little mustardy to kind of balance that flavor. Like a pretzel bun with ketchup alone is nothing. You know? I'm a very picky eater and everything that you're mentioning, I don't like. I understand. <laughs> I understand. The pretzel bun is not for everyone, he said. But uh, here we are. You it's know Friday what is night. for everyone? Roman Reigns, and he wasn't there tonight. Roman Reigns, you know, yes. <laughs> he's the the he's the uh, the uh, oh why I had the name I was gonna say he's he's the brioche bun of professional wrestlers. Yes. Everybody loves a brioche. Everybody bun. loves how, yes, yes yes there you go. Sticks, like that brisk promo. <laughs> You know, 10 years ago, it'll be funny if next week I eat the breadsticks again, because 10 years ago is the anniversary of when I first had the breadsticks, and I really love them. So won't that be nice justice if I eat them again on that 10th anniversary? And acknowledge it. And acknowledge it (laughs) in front of the crowd. (laughs) This is going downhill. Okay. Have a great 4th of July weekend, everyone. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Gang Podcast. Take care. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.